Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. What's going on, K Walking Jay? Everything's good. Everything's good. Looking forward to a great show. K Walk, I think you're on mute, man. <laughs> Still on mute. I don't know if K Walking here. He might be having some some technical difficulties. Yeah, might be having some uh, technical difficulties. Okay, well, you could, uh, go out and then come back in. And then we'll have you introduce, you know, say what's up to everybody once you come back in. Yeah, it looks like he's frozen too. Yeah, there we go. All right, so he left. But what's going on, Jay? <laughs> Not a whole lot, Britt. Looking forward to a good show. We got some good mm -hmm. NBA free agency stuff to get into. So it should be a good one tonight. Should be a lot of fun. Absolutely, absolutely. How was your Father's Day? Because it was Father's Day this past weekend as well as Juneteenth. Yeah, it was cool, Britt. Um, you know, didn't really do a whole lot. You know, my kids are a little mm -hmm. bit older now, but you know, it's always nice to just hang out, spend a little time with them. You know, it, it was good. It was cool. It was funny because I like watching um while we waiting for K Walk, I like watching one of these comedians. I forgot his name, but he always talks about how Father's Day is one of the worst holidays. <laughs> yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. He was like Halloween is ranked, I think, in the top. Like the 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 goblins, ghosts and goblins rank higher than me. They're more important than me. So I still crack up you. to that. To this yeah, that, that's that's I mean, a good little he, bit for sure. Right. He got he got a point to that. All right, K Walk, you back. Yeah, I'm good. I don't know what's going on, man. I, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Tech technology is good when you when it works well, but when it's not, it could be more sure, fresh or sure. anything. Yeah. But you guys ready right. to talk some sports? Yeah, let's, let's do, do it, it, guys. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, let's get into it because recently, in the last couple of days, we had some big announcements actually over the weekend, which I was thoroughly surprised they announced it over the weekend. But guard Bradley Bill was traded to the Phoenix Suns for Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, multiple second round picks, and multiple swaps. So I want to know for you guys, what are your thoughts on this trade? Do you think Bradley Bill? is a good fit with the Phoenix Suns. Jay, I'm going to come to you first. I don't know, Britt. I mean, you guys know I, I root for Phoenix, but honestly, it doesn't really get me that excited. I, Bradley Bill's a really good player. Obviously, he's going to, you know, you're going to have three dynamic scorers, which is great. But the reason I don't love it, Britt, is because they all kind of do the same things. You know, there's not a whole lot of versatility in their games. Obviously, I think uh, KD has, you know, after mm -hmm. playing with Steph and Clay, that he can play different ways. But it, it's a big mm -hmm. three, but it, I think it'd be better if there was a little bit more versatility in the <clears> positions <throat> that they play. Plus, as you know, I mean, their problem last year was depth. And adding Bradley Bill, if they can't fill out the roster with, with better depth, I don't know. So I'm not super excited about it. But the one thing I will say, though, if they run an actual offense, like if they do mm -hmm. something where they're moving, the ball is moving, they're creating open shots, then I think it might work. But if it's just going to be your turn, KD, okay, now your turn, Bradley Bill. Okay, now your turn, D-Book. Like if they're just going to take turns, I don't think that's going to get you there. So it could work, but I want to see what kind of offense they're going to run. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because um, Bradley Bill, he's one talented scorer. He really is. Sure. Um, I think my other concern with this situation is health. 
you know, KD hasn't played a full se- season in I don't know how long. Bradley Bill definitely has not played a full season in so many years. Um, I think they say he hasn't played no more than 60 games in the last two or three seasons, which can be troubling. Um, Devin Booker, sometimes he has these little, you know, nicks and knacks that goes on with him. Um, so maybe with the right – who's their head coach again? I know, Did they hire somebody? Frank Mogul. Frank yeah. Oh, that's right. It yeah. is Mogul. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. But we'll, we'll see. If they're willing to listen to him, um, maybe. Clearly, it looks like Devin Booker will be your point guard because um, I think Bradley Bill is more of a two. I guess Kevin Durant will play your three or your four. DeAndre Ayton is still there, but we have to see if he even wants to play yeah. um, when the time comes. It could potentially work, but like you alluded to, it can't be ISO play. Like you're not gonna, it's not gonna work if everybody's playing ISO ball. Um, you're really gonna have to implement some offensive schemes. Um, I mean, they automatically they make it hard for the defense because how good all these three these three guys are in scoring the basketball. They can score it on all three levels, which is great. But uh, it's definitely gonna be interesting, and they lucky because they got it in right before the new CBA. But, K-Walk, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, you guys pretty much touched on everything that I was going to uh, to touch on. But just to add on to it as well is just I, I want to see what, um, you know, what, what Frank Vogel is going to do and, and how he can get these guys to play defense because we know Frank Vogel is a, a defensive-minded uh, head coach. Now, can he get these guys to commit to the defensive side of the ball? Because if they do commit, not all I, – I think maybe one, maybe two of them, have to commit. I don't think all three can commit to the defensive side of the ball because I just think they're ball dominant and it's just going to weigh on them too much. And Jay mentioned depth. I don't think they're going to have, well, it's early. So I'm not going to say, well, right now or even last year, if you look at last year's roster and how that was constructed, they had zero depth after that KD trade. Yeah. So we're going to see exactly how, you know, how they do that right now. I think they got five guys right now signed to the roster. So um, I know they're going to fill those spots out. It's just, it's just a matter of, you know, who, um, you know, who they're going to bring in, how much money is left, <laughs> to be honest with you, uh, unless they're these guys, this new ownership is willing to pay that luxury tax. So if they're willing to do that, then they should be all right. And they should get guys that will want to come there and play with those three guys. But um, I don't like it, to be honest with you. I don't think it's going to work. Um, I really don't. They're going to be in the mix. I don't think they make them top three. I don't think they'll be in the top three, but they'll be in the mix, you know. And again, like I said, it's early. And you don't have – you just don't know what their bench is going to be like. But just those three guys with Aiton, we saw how fast Aiton could fold his tent um, for sure when the, the big bear comes, you know, in the campgrounds. So, um, you know, um, when Joker came in, he, you know, I, he was nowhere to be found in, after that third and fourth game. But, yeah, it's it's good on paper. And you and you alluded to uh, Britt as well. It's health. These guys missed a ton of games combined. Mm. So, you know – how many games are they going to miss as well? It's, it's obviously a, a wait-and-see type deal, but I don't like it. Uh, it looks good on paper, but I don't think it's going to work in the long haul. So, and speaking of, I, I guess I want to just jump right into it because you got you kind of answered my next question, but with the lineup of a Bradley Bill, a Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, a DeAndre Eaton, um, I think either they're going to need a three, somebody to play that three or four position. Um, I think they still have one or good okay guys over there, like you guys do you think they have enough, or is this depth really a concern? You know, their lack of depth. Is it truly a concern? Uh, 
Jay, I come to you because K-Walk, you kind of answered it a little bit, but then you could add on. A little I think too. I think right now it's a concern <laughs> because they only have five guys signed right now. So right. It's yeah, right. a concern. I think they're going to be able to fill out the roster, Britt. And but again, like I, I think the thing that really hurt Phoenix more than anything in this year's playoffs was. You know, they just didn't have anyone that could come off the mm -hmm. bench and really be a good, solid, consistent player. So they've got to find some consistency mm -hmm. on the bench. I do think it's a concern. But to Kay Walk's point, sometimes when you put three guys together and everyone's excited about it, there may be some guys around the league that say, hey, I want to go play with those guys. This might be my chance to win a championship. Mm -hmm. Also, there's some talk about moving DeAndre Ayton and maybe – getting two or possibly even three pieces to add to that roster if you move DeAndre Ayton out of there. So we'll see how it shakes out. I'm kind of like K-Walk. I don't love it, but because of how good these guys are offensively, they absolutely have a puncher's chance. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's funny that you say move DeAndre Ayton. I'm trying to figure out what is his value and what can you get back and how can they then contribute to this team? I just don't think his value is that high right now. And I could be wrong. And maybe it just wasn't the right team for him. Maybe a GM will say, hey, maybe a different environment can help him. But this is like, that was one of the best environments you could potentially be in from the caliber of players that, you know, you were playing with. Great veterans that could really help you succeed. Championship contending team. It's like, what else? Good head coach at the time. And Monty was, what else could you have asked for so it's like, what value can they potentially get in return? K. Walk, it seemed like you wanted to comment on that one a little bit. <laughs> I'm just saying, Miami, Miami, come on now, we we can use you there. We can use a big man. That's what we need. We need another big man, another score. Right. So, um, yeah. But I'm being like you, which means I'm being greedy. But you know, I saw somebody. I don't remember who it was, but they they were saying that eight and still has decent value throughout the mm -hmm. league. Like there are teams that are calling about mm -hmm. eight and trying to move him. I mean, look, he's obviously, you know, I think his attitude is his biggest issue, but on a given night, he can probably go out and get you 19 and 11, something like that, mm -hmm. which is serviceable for a big man. Yeah. You know, if you can add that to a roster, there might be some value there, but to your point, guys, you just don't know when he's going to take his ball and go home. And, and that's right. the biggest <laughs> issue with him. Right. So, so, okay. Well, my question for you, because you are a heat fan, and maybe he could be a, a player that intrigues you guys. Is that the type of attitude you guys want on the team? Or do you think the Heat culture is strong enough to potentially, you know, change his ways, of, I guess you could say, a little bit? The latter. The latter. <laughs> definitely the latter. Yeah, I think the, the, the Heat culture will definitely change that. I don't think they're going to bring him. They'll interview him. They'll talk to him before they bring mm -hmm. him in. And if it works for him, and then, then uh, you know, they'll bring him in. They'll, they'll feel him out before they actually bring him in. I was just saying, I don't see it happening. I don't see. I heard a lot of rumors about um, him go possibly being traded to the Grizzlies for Stephen Adams and, and another piece as well. And then I think Stephen Adams, I forget who else the other guy is. He was. They were both hurt last year um, coming into to Phoenix. That would be a good look, and I think it would be a good look for both uh, for both sides. I think mm -hmm. it would be a a, um, a good trade on both ends. Um, I know John Morant's going to miss twenty five games or whatever, but. Um, I think that's a good that's a good uh, fit there. Aiden to Minnesota, I mean to uh, Memphis, and Stephen Adams to uh, uh, to Phoenix. I, I think that might, that might work. I did hear a lot of rumblings about that. Yeah, the one thing I'll say that I right, think okay. Phoenix needs they need somebody like a Stephen Adams. Like they yeah. need a tough. Oh, yeah 
rugged, yeah. like because KD mm-hmm. and D Book and Brill, like they're not intimidating anybody, right? So like, boy, do they man. need an enforcer on that roster, yes. especially to get them through the playoffs? So if that mm-hmm. could work out, I'd feel a lot better about it. Yeah, I I, I do like that Stephen Adams. I'm still not sure about that. he DeAndre Eaton has so much to prove to me attitude wise. <laughs> he has and the talent, right? He has the talent. He has the skill set, but it's like these young guys come in the league, and that's all they care about is the money, not necessarily the game. And we're seeing that more and more and more and more <laughs> and more. Should I do one more time? Okay, and more. And, <laughs> but and let's, more. Let's, <laughs> but let's, let's move on to the next uh, uh, topic here. Hey, walk you actually just mentioned it, and we haven't really spoke about it yet. Um, have we spoken about it? I don't think we spoke about it, but John Morant, I know we was trying to predict in the past exactly how many games he was going to get suspended. I know all of us said we would not, or most of us said we would not be surprised if he got suspended for the full season, but we think half a season. I think Jay was the closest. He might have said 30 games, if I can recall. I can't quite remember. Yeah. And it comes down that Adam Silver gave him a suspension for 25 games. Do you think Adam Silver was being a little lenient on this guy? <laughs> or do you think it's, it, was, it was the right it was the right punishment for him? Uh, K-Walk, I'm going to come to you. Yeah, when I first heard the number, I thought he was being very lenient. But then when someone broke it down as far as how much money he's going to lose in that 25 mm-hmm. games alone, I'm saying, wow, okay, that that's, that's suffice. It's, I think it's perfect. It's a perfect number for him considering he lost. He's losing, what, over 700, well, I think it's $700,000 a game? $7 million. $7 million. I'm sorry, $7 million per game over, the, over that 25 over, games. Over though, right? 25 games, yeah. Over 25 games, yeah. So uh, And also he's lost some um, – some sponsorships um, as well. So, and then he's he's not eligible for the Supermax as well. Had he made all NBA last year or first team NBA, um, he would have been eligible for the Supermax. But since those antics cost him not to play, he wasn't eligible for it. He was, he was run out of that. So, yeah, um, again, I, like we said, I think it was last week or the week before, I said 41 games. I was right along with you. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the full 82, but I said 41, I think was the appropriate number. 25 when I first saw it I was like whoa only 25 but then again as I stated when you break it down to how much he's losing I, I think it's a fair number and 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 so to answer your question Britt I don't think it's lenient and I don't think it's stern either no pun intended you mm-hmm. know the rest of these David Stern but um I, I, I think it's appropriate number again when you break it when you break the numbers down for game, I think it's appropriate <laughs> Yeah, because you guys know the first thing I said. I'm like, this guy ain't tough. Yeah, I don't right. see him ain't tough. He always gives somebody the easy route. And I still think he's not as tough as uh, um, who's the previous commissioner? David Stern. David, David Stern. Stern. David Stern would have handed him the whole book at yeah. him. He, he would have threw the book at him. So His name um, speaks for itself. He was Stern. Right. He was Stern. He was Stern. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we know that from the Allen Iverson days uh, uh, when him not wanting to dress a certain way, he wanted to dress his way. Um, and they constantly find, find him. Constantly. But, um, but I mean, like you said, you break down the numbers, that is a lot. Over $7 million. He, he lost a lot of money. And then his next contract, he lost I, – K-Rock, I don't know if you mentioned it, but the next contract, he actually lost uh, um, the Supermax deal. Yeah. Yeah, did, yeah. By the time he's up for four, it's probably going to be almost $300 million or over. Right. Mm-hmm. But hopefully he learns his lesson. Will he learn his lesson? I'm not sure. If it was myself, 
that definitely would lose us over seven seven million dollars. Losing over seven million dollars. Yeah, I learned my lesson as soon as you said million and seven. So <laughs> I guess we're gonna find out. But Jay, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, no, every everything that you guys said, and then I'm gonna still a point K Walk made the other day. If, if he's out 25 and he's away from the team. When he comes back, it's going to take him a little while to get back. If he's got to get in shape, if he's got to work his way back into things, he may end up missing an additional three to five games just trying to get himself into playing shape. So it could be a little bit more. And then also in this 25-game suspension, there's some things that he has to do in order for it to be 25. So if he slips up and ha- has another moment or something like that, that 25 could turn into even more games. So I, at first I was surprised it was only 25, but kind of like you guys, once I start really looking at everything, I feel like it was a pretty fair number. Yeah, well, John Morant, you better get it together. I mean, Oh, let me say this though, because I saw this today and, and someone from Jaws team came out and said that they felt like, that the NBA was kind of picking on them, was kind of targeting them, like was kind of like out to get them, I think was the exact phrase that they use, which to me is baffling. Like <laughs> nobody put that gun in your hand. So seriously, you know, no, no. if that is a play? true statement, it, it's showing me that he obviously hadn't got it figured out yet. Yeah. No, what his team says nobody put that toy gun in your hand. <laughs> a grown man with right. a toy gun. Like that don't even make right. sense. Um yeah. but no, it, it yeah, see, it sounds like <clears throat> from that statement alone, it just sounds like there's still no accountability to being uh yeah. taken. Like he's not taking accountability, and I really hope he's separating himself from these type of people who are speaking out on his behalf because it's not a good look, even after you know, you got the punishment, you know, you know, you're going to get 25 games suspension and they're still not taking accountability or your team's still not talking properly in this situation. So it, it's, it's, it's going to be a uh, very, very interesting how this goes, but because actually my segment is a little short guys today. Um, but before I go to the next topic, I have to call out K walk because what happened was this past weekend, my team, which you actually like, but that wasn't your allegiance at the time. The New York Liberty. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mercury, WNBA yeah. guys, WNBA. Yeah. K-Walk was looking like, what's she calling me out for? I'm so confused. Yeah, what I do, what I do. <laughs> so I need you to tell the folks, yep. is your allegiance, does it still lie with the Mercury or are you switching it over to the New York Liberty? I can't do it mid-season. I want to so bad. That was well, you can do it. Game. I give you, you can do it. You can do it. <laughs> Jay, Jay has done it multiple times mid-season. Hey, I, I tell you what, man, because it's funny you said that, Brick, because I have a little something about this uh, later on. But um, can I do it? Should I do it, ladies and gentlemen? Should I do it? Or should I? Because I want to so bad. You have no idea. That's what was this? Uh, what was it? Seventy-nine, eighty-nine, seventy-one. Wow, that was that was rough. Um, if, if I could do it, uh, it's not a rant moment, away? but not yeah. really. But it's it's a who ball and that deal. But no, I. They're going to be in the front. Do, 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 do I do I get it? Do, do I get a pass from YouTube, Brett, to switch allegiance this season? Yeah, I'm doing it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, against <laughs> hey, hey, listen, against my better, they're not better judgment, but against what I generally do, don't do I should say, switching allegiance right now from the Phoenix Mercury. 
in New York living, especially in New York. Well, to, to give K Wall some credit, he technically was always a New York Liberty fan. So, yeah, so I will yeah, give him yeah. that credit. He was just he trying to go a New different York. direction. It's, a, it's an easy, right. it's an easy pass. <laughs> right, it's right. an easy pass. <laughs> if they played in Madison Square Garden, I might have said no, but since they play in Barclay, I'm going to go with that. Jeez. Yeah, Jay is the only one that don't necessarily get that pass because he. he, he, he I have no loyalty to anybody. It's good though because we're, we're going to have a Liberty Vegas Aces final. I think. It looks like so that. that. It looks be, like that. That'll be nice. Yeah. That'd be good. Wait, do they go? Do they go like the NBA home, or they play, play in a neutral site? I can't remember. I think they. I think they play home and homes. I think if I want to, sure. I could be wrong. Crazy. That yes. New York East Coast crowd is going to be crazy. I don't really know what's in Vegas outside of the strip. So, I, <laughs> yeah. we'll be so in the game. <laughs> like, all, right, all right, guys. Um, let's see. Yeah, let's. You know what? We'll move on. When we take a break, we'll take a break for when uh, uh, Jay's segment takes over. <laughs> let's move on. Let's switch gears. Let's go to the NFL. Um, because there have been some reports, interesting reports, at least I think. But there have been reports that running back Dalvin Cook, as we all know, was recently released by the Minnesota Vikings. He wants to play with wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Do you think if this were to happen, well, first of all, do you think it will happen? And and as well, do you think if this were to happen, they are one of the best, if not the best, running back wide receiver duos in the league right now? Uh, Jay? I'm going to have you go first. That's a good question, Britt. I do think it can happen, right? Because obviously these guys are, are still have a lot of value in the league. So if they want to play together, I'm sure there's someone out there that could make it make it happen. So I do think it could happen. Are they the would that make them the best receiver running back duo? That's tough. I don't I don't know. Um, it. it I, I'm going to say off the top of the head, it, it they've got to be in the top two or three, right? I mean, I can't necessarily think of anybody who I'd have above them, but I'm sure I'm I'm, I'm forgetting mm-hmm. about somebody. So I'm going to say, Britt, it, it puts them in the top three. I'm not going to say they'd be the best duo, though. Yeah, that, that I, I'm, I'm in agreement. I don't know if it will happen, I think, because money talks. Just like the movie with Chris Tucker's one of my favorite movies, Money Talks. If you haven't seen it, it's a 90s movie. Go back and watch it. Yeah. Um, in the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but are they one of the best running back wide receiver duos? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I don't know. That's that's a little tough. I can't really think of anyone off of the top of my head. This is a question I just kind of really just thought about just now, honestly. Um but I do agree. They will be one of, I'll give them top five. I won't give them top three. I'll give them top five. Um, I still think injury tends to be a concern. They are older guys. Mm-hmm. Although those two guys playing together, like Dalvin Cook's still a good running back. I think he's only 27, 28 years old, I believe. I don't think he's in his 30s yet. Um, he's a good catching back as well out of that backfield. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, as we know, is one of the best receivers in this game. Short hands, health has just been one of the biggest issues for as far as him. So I can see it. I can definitely see it as long as they're in the right system with the right quarterback and the right head coach. So, but we'll see. And could that be the Patriots? As we know, you know, 
they I think they need a running back and a receiver, and they're really trying to get DeAndre Hopkins to go to the Patriots, and he's interested. So uh, that would definitely help Mac Jones, put it that way. But, K. Rock, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm just trying to look up who the, who the receivers and the running backs are in the league that you can compare. So if you look yeah. at the running backs, um, is Josh Jacobs? Josh Jacobs is still with the uh, – uh, mm-hmm. okay. But can you guys hear me? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah we got you. Okay, yeah. All right. Yeah, it, looks like, it looks like it's about to go out for whatever reason. But um, uh, Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams, uh, they come to mind. Um, yeah. Okay, yep. Who else is there? I guess it looks like I, uh, I was trying to think about Saquon, but I was like, "Who's the who's the receiver to go with <laughs> Saquon?" <laughs> you yeah, know, no receiver over there. But what about Baltimore? No, who is it? Dobbins. Uh, we can hear you, K. Walk. Yeah, we still got you, K. Walk. Yeah, we still got you. <clears throat> can you hear us? Okay, he went out. All right, he went out. I th- yeah, I think he went out. But yeah, I'm not really sure. Too many um wide receiver. Running back duos. I know it was a tough question to really think off off the top of the dome. I think he's trying to come back in. Okay, here he is. Yeah. There's only a handful of running backs that I can really think oh, of guys. that really move the meter. Yeah, my no, bad guys. Uh, Britt was talking about hers. Hers going down. I don't know why. Yeah, I was. I was saying. Um, you know, uh, what was it? Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. Those are the two that I. Those are the ones I could think of. Um. I'm going to sound like a homer here, but, you know, uh, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey and Brandon oh, Ayuk or Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, deep, yeah um, you can that's come a, in that's there as well. One. Yeah, that's a so, good one. But they're, they're definitely up there. Um, I just can't think of anyone else right now. Would you do a Jamar Chase? Well, Joe Mixon might be on his way out, so I can't really say nothing about him. Yeah, um, I, would put, I would think I would put Cook and D-Hop before, before them. Before, yeah. Before um, – before Chase and uh, and Nixon, um, yeah, they're, they're like Jay said, they're definitely top three. I can't think of any other uh, teams right now that um, that, and you really, I really don't know if I could put Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs there because Jimmy Garoppolo is their quarterback. So, and I think, I think Jacobs, he <laughs> Jacobs doesn't want to sign the um, yeah the um, franchise, yeah. franchise, franchise. So yeah. he, who knows what's even going to happen with him? So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it could be one. So, yeah, that's a good question. It's definitely going to be interesting if they somehow team up. I don't personally think it may happen because I think Miami really wants uh, Dalvin Cook so that maybe they'll try to see how much they can offer him. I'm not sure how much money the Patriots have or if if he's even a Belichick uh, type of guy, but we'll see what happens. This was not on the list, guys, Um, but I recently just seen it. Actually, just now I looked down. It's actually two things. Um, and this actually impacts my team, and I don't know if I don't know if I like it, but then I don't know what else we can do. It says Harden return to the 76ers is very likely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would even want to go first on this one, but Jay, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> Look, uh, if I'm a Sixers fan, I, I, I don't like it, I, I just don't like it. I don't like the way James Harden plays basketball, I think mm-hmm. it works okay in the regular season. You're gonna win a lot of games, but I don't think it's gonna win a championship. He holds the mm-hmm. I've said this a million times, he holds the ball too long, yep. passes too late in the shot clock. You've got Joel Embiid. You got Tyrese Maxey. I just, I think if he's willing to play a little bit differently, then it could work, mm-hmm. Britt. But if he just, if he's 
going to just be the James Harden he's always been. I don't like it. I, I You'll have mm-hmm. a fine regular season. You'll probably be the number two seed in the East, something like that. But I don't think it wins you a championship. So I don't love it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be nice today, guys. Uh, wow. I've seen, you know, I, of course, I watch every, almost every one of their games, right, because I'm here right in the area. I've seen it when they do very well and he's not doing those things and how successful they are and how it's very hard to stop them um, when everybody's healthy. And he, again, he's not doing everything that Jay just said. But in the playoffs, he did everything that Jay said. Yeah. Everything he said. I don't like his attitude towards things. Um, even after the season, he said he wants an offense where he could just be free. What the no. heck you come here for? You know, here not number one guy. So I'm, I'm like super confused on him. And I actually did not have a rant. And this should have been my rant. I guess I'm going to rant it out right now. <laughs> you know, coming here, Joel is the guy, the number one guy. Joel needs a Robin to his Batman. He does not have a Robin to his Batman. Anybody who has ever won a championship, gotten close to winning the championship, they all have Robins to their Batman, right? Uh, Jokic just won. He had Jamal Murray. Well, however you want to put it, LeBron, D-Wade, whichever order you want to put in out of respect for both of them. Um, but I'll say LeBron was Batman, uh, uh, D-Wade was Robin by D-Wade's words. We may think mm-hmm. something else, but by D-Wade's words, you know him. Kobe, Shaq, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. James Harden, you had your opportunity this past year. You had great. The role players outside of them were definitely not the best role players outside of, you know, those three guys, including Tyrese Maxey, right? All you had to do was play right, man. Like, what is you doing? You show up for two games and the rest of the series, you out. You know you're 7-2 big man. Although he was trying to fight through a daggone tear in his knee, still no excuse because he did play. Pick him up at least. What are you doing? All right, I'm done. Um I'm going to come back. Let me rewind it back. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I don't want him back. I don't want him back with that same attitude. I just don't know if him and Nick Nurse are going to coexist well because Nick Nurse is a tough coach. Um, I think he's more tough. I don't know what happened to Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers became a little too lenient. He was not the old Doc Rivers. I think Nick Nurse is going to call him out if he needs to call him out, and I don't think James Harden would like that. So I say, hey, James Harden, please, you could go wherever you want to go. We could sign and trade you somewhere. You could go back to Houston. But I, I just don't want him to come back here. I don't know what Joel is saying. He's not really a talker. He'll say it later on how he didn't want somebody to leave, and he needs to speak up more and be that number one guy. Um, but he has the tendency to fall back and allow the more the veteran, the person that was in the league more, to have more of a say. And I don't think that should be the way, and that's the organization's fault. But from a Sixers fan – from a not trying to be biased type of, you know, analyst, no, he shouldn't come back. I think he'll just hurt the team as a whole. But K-Walk, sorry, I had to get that out. I know it took me like nah, that. cool. What's your thoughts? <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. That's your team. It's your rent. So it's a combination. I get it. Um, yeah, I'm in agreement with both of you. I don't I don't think it's a good fit. I just don't I don't think it's a good mesh. They tried it out. Um, it didn't work. Um, they tried multiple ways where you know, Harden brings up the ball or he's picking rolling or, you know, I just think you have to work inside out. And with any team, with any team, you go inside out. And when you got an MVP and Joel Embiid, um, you have to go to him first and foremost. And James Harden, like Jay said, he just, 
he just dominates the, the shot clock, and you know, and he puts other guys in situations where he can't get get a shot open because either he's double teamed or he dribbled himself into a situation where now all of a sudden it's two, three seconds left on the clock. He has to get an Embiid, Embiid fading away, or Tyrese Maxey, or Tobias Harris. I don't know what's going on with that guy, but uh, so or so you know, and whoever, whomever just doesn't put him in a good situation. I don't think it's a good fit. I I didn't think it was a good fit when he first signed there or when he first traded there. So. No, I don't think he should go back. I think he should go and do what he wants to do and feel free and, and play in the open open court, and then that's what Houston. So I think he should go to Houston. Maybe he should retire and just play in the summer open league. So um, <laughs> and watch and have a, be MVP of the summer leagues, uh, the Drew League, if that's still around. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, and maybe Nick Nurse will say, you know what? James Harden, you going back to the two because I feel like he's going to eventually come. He's going to definitely come back. James Harden, you go to the two and we'll have Maxi bring it up. Although Maxi is technically a two, I think Maxi's. I don't know. I just, he doesn't hold the ball as much as the James Harden does, and he just his attitude to me is better during the course yeah. of the game. He doesn't fade in and out. Um, I, maybe they'll try it that way, but we'll see what happens. All right, guys, last one, and then we'll head into break. Um, actually, no. Kyle Kuzma. I got a quick question for you guys. You guys know Kyle Kuzma. So he recently mm-hmm. just declined his option. Actually, it was just announced not too long ago. Is that a player that you will want on your team? K-Walk, I'm going to come to you first since you have a team. James Price. James is a sounds guy. Um, <laughs> Kyle Kuzma, does he fit with the heat? Um, what is he at? Was he at three? What is he? What is Kyle uh, He's probably Kuzma. about a three or four. Maybe three yeah. could potentially play the four. Yeah. Now I don't see him. I don't see him meshing well with the because uh, that's the position that Jimmy Butler plays. The four, you you know, you have Caleb Martin there. So and, and whomever they bring in, I don't I don't know, man. I I don't I don't know if Kyle Kuzma would be a good fit. Plus, he's going to want a lot of money as well, mm-hmm. and and uh, the, the Heat aren't in, in that situation to, to bring on a another big contract like that, especially if they're just trying to go off the game. Um, I'm just thinking about his skill set. I don't think it'll I don't think it'll work well with Jimmy Butler and those guys. I mean you would love to have him on your team. I just don't think that it'll be a good fit for uh, for the Miami. So I'm gonna say no. So I got another Zach Levine for the Heat point guard. Like, yeah, think? I like I love Zach Levine's game man. Uh, the only time I don't like him is when he's playing um when he's playing against the Heat. I like him, and I really do. I, I would love for the, the Heat to, to, to pick him up in, in some fashion, some form or fashion. Yeah, absolutely. Zach Levine, that dude, is he's the real deal, so absolutely. So just real quick, before I answer that question from my Sixers, we got Man Down Sports says, of course, I will love Kuzma on my squad. Um, as a Sixers fan, yes, I will love him. I think he could play the three or the four. Um, because you know he could rebound. He has to work on his jump shot a little bit, but he's a decent defender as well. Yeah. Um, I think getting rid of that Tobias Harris contract, I just didn't. I just don't think Tobias Harris no longer fits with the Sixers team, and couldn't get rid of him because that stupid contract they gave him years ago. <laughs> but that's a whole nother conversation. He has talent, just not to that particular contract. Um, but I would absolutely take Kyle Kuzma. I like him a lot. Um. I think he will fit well next to a Joel Embiid, a Tyrese Maxey. That'd be a he good fit. Of, yeah, he could do some of the things that PJ Tucker can do. I think PJ Tucker is just, of course, a lot tougher because he's not a he's not a, a volume scorer. 
Kyle Kuzma could score the ball a little bit more than a PJ Tucker. So I would take a Kyle Kuzma. Whatever team you have decided on. I'm gonna stick with Phoenix, Britt. I'm gonna stick with Phoenix. And I I think he, I mean, I I wouldn't mind having him in Phoenix. I mean, he's gonna have to be willing to come off the bench. I mean, (laughs) but if he if he would come off the bench, play good defense, provide a little bit of scoring when those other guys are taking a break. I mean, we got to fill that roster out somehow. So Kyle Kuzma would not be a bad guy to start filling the roster out with. I actually think he could be the fourth of Phoenix. I do. You I think, think so? I do think so. Um, I think he's long. He has length to him. He could, like I said, he could play a little defense. I think he could be the fourth for you guys and really help. Maybe help DeAndre Aiden if he stays because I'm still yeah. – undecided on that guy <laughs> all right guys uh last one and you know i always had to do the ultimate goat um i hope this kind of makes sense i was a little in a rush today because like i said earlier i was a little behind today um but the ultimate goat segment here is i take a bunch of athletes some of the greatest players in different sports and you guys tell me who is the goat of all goats the ultimate athlete so this one has two football players. Usually I try to do one from each sport, but I did two football players this time. First one, <clears throat> defensive line. I'll say defensive line, Reggie White. Most I think he was using line of his defensive end for the most part, but Reggie White, linebacker, Ray Lewis, MLB historian, that's what I call him. No, MLB uh, 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 Hall of Famer, Jackie Robinson. That's going to be tough. NBA Hall of Famer, Kareem Abdul, Abdul, I almost said that wrong, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Man. And I don't know if you guys know too much soccer, um, but I had to throw him in there. Big time soccer player. Yep, you already know it. Soccer player, Paley. Pay Pay, did I say it right? Paley. 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 Uh, let's see. Let's see. K-Walk, I'm going to come to you first. Well, this is an easy one for me. The reason why, because this guy is on my Mount Rushmore, and that's Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. I just think that everything that he's done for the game of baseball, mm-hmm. uh, breaking that uh, color barrier, and still to this day, um, they have a Jackie Robinson day wherever you know, Jason, you even, you know, um, they wear number 42. Um, everyone wears number 42. It's retired. It's a retired um number no one's allowed to wear it uh ever again the last one to wear it because it was grandfathered in and it was mariano rivera um so yeah i think everything that he's done for the sport from um, you know from uh you know color barrier um and he's on my mount rushmore of all athletes so that was an easy one for me i'm going jackie robinson jackie robinson okay jay who you got? I, I love everything k walk said but just to be different i'm gonna go kareem uh, because I feel like Kareem <laughs> is underrated. I really do. I mean, this yeah. guy won in high school. He won three national championships at UCLA. He, it, what's he got? How many? Has he got six uh, NBA championships, I think? Um, yeah, I could six? be wrong about that, but Is I think he has six. Um, and I and it was the league's leading scorer up until LeBron just recently broke yeah. it. And I feel like sometimes people just speed past Kareem and how great Kareem actually was. So... I don't disagree with K-Walk, but I'm going to take Kareem. And I like that, Jay, too, because to, to be the all-time leading scorer and not be a ball-dominant uh, player and no – I think he took no like threes. Two, three, yeah. I think he took like one or two threes in his, in his entire 20-year-plus mm-hmm. career. 
yeah, that that's outstanding. So I, I can't argue with that. Jeff. And he played how many years in college? So he came into yeah, to the played, league later than anybody yeah. else. Yeah. So, um, but I'm going to be different because I want to be different. And I know some of you guys are like, oh, Reggie White, because I'm Eagles. Nope. I'm going to actually go with soccer player. Uh, help me out. Pele. Pele. Yeah, I don't want to say the wrong thing again. Yeah. Pele. <laughs> International. Global icon. Global icon. Because as we know, soccer is the biggest sport in the entire world. It generates the most money in the entire world. Those fans... I don't know if you guys ever been to a big time soccer game. I have when it came to the Lincoln Financial Field. It was Mexico versus somebody. Um, one of the those crowds are crazy. It is a whole nother atmosphere, environment. It was fun. It was exciting. I've been to a bunch of baseball, football. Okay, no, not baseball. Let's rewind that back. Basketball, <laughs> football games. <laughs> one baseball game, that ball came my way, said no more. Um, but basketball, football games, and the crowds are exciting, but it's nothing like a, a, a soccer soccer match or the true football, I should say. But Pele, international icon to this day. Um, I don't know if you guys know his story. I read about yeah. him a little bit. I watched his movie, his humble beginnings, and just how he strived. One of the best soccer players to ever play this game. Players to this day model, model their game after him. So that bicycle I gotta, kick, man. I got to go with him. Yep. Real. Yep. Yeah, but that's not a bad pick. I, I just don't know enough about him to pick him, but I'm sure yeah. everything you said is, is right. Uh, and that, oh, yeah, that he probably is a great pick. I just don't – I don't know enough about I know he's great. I've heard his name, but <laughs> I haven't really paid a whole lot of attention. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the uh, – I, I think I don't know if international soccer does something for him. They may. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, big time, big time. But all right, guys. Uh, if I haven't said it before, which I don't think you, which I don't think I did earlier, but please subscribe. We're gonna head into break, but please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Sideline Speaks. We're also on Twitter at Sideline Speaks. Uh, please share, like, comment. You know, tell others. We greatly appreciate it. We're slowly um, trying to grow this channel, so we appreciate and all the help that we can get. Also, if you're not able to watch us on YouTube, we're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts as well. But you guys are listening to The Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. All right. Welcome back to the Sideline Speaks. Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, and Jason Collins. All right, guys, I want to get back to uh, some NBA free agency stuff here. A couple guys we haven't talked about yet. And I know he wasn't on, on our, our list of, of notes before the show, but we got to talk about Zion here just for a second. I'm going to leave his personal stuff 
to the side and just try to stick to basketball here. But Britt, do you think the Pelicans, do you think it's time? Do they need to move on from Zion Williamson? What well, personal stuff were we talking about? <laughs> Why does everybody want to bring that up? Eating habits, <laughs> relationship habits, <laughs> all, all kinds of habits. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, it's so funny because I think he fits so well with that daggone team. I really do. Um, they still have CJ McCollum over there. I can't think of their whole team right now, guys, but I really Brandon think Ingram, he's such yeah. a good fit. Yeah, yeah Brandon Ingram. <laughs> I still think he's such a great fit over there. It's just, will he stay focused? No, excuse me. Will he do what he needs to do in the offseason to ensure that his body is ready to go, so his body can handle the season because he is very injury prone. And part of that is because a lot of times weight, you know, he's not the tallest guy. He's just weight. His size is too big. Because um, I think he's what, six seven, six, eight, something like that. Yeah. So he's not the biggest guy in the world. But he has to put more effort in the offseason and really just taking care of his body and nutrition as well. And is he willing to do that? Look, I know everything that's going on as far as <clears throat> the, the the girl and all that stuff. I don't care about that stuff. That doesn't necessarily impact <clears throat> your play on the court. So it just depends on if they're tired of his antics. you know. And I don't think the situation with the girl has anything to do with antics that the GM is referring to. They're tired of his basketball antics, him not staying focused, him not doing what he's supposed to do. And they're paying you millions of dollars. So I think right now, yes, he will still be um, a Pelican. Wait, is it the Pelicans? Yeah. The Pelicans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the Pelicans. Yeah. <laughs> um, I always get them in the Hornets confused to this day, but he will still be a Pelican. I just think mid-season, if he's still doing the same thing, then they'll look to trade him. Okay, well, yeah, well it's used to be the Hornets. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree with everything that Britt uh, just mentioned. I mean, you know what? I know Britt said that it's, it's not a big deal. You know, she doesn't care about the, uh, you know, the personal stuff. But when you're so young, man, um, and you have to deal with that, and especially in today's society with the social media, and you got people, you know, constantly – you know, making jokes, saying this, this and that, whatever about your, you know, and, and in this case, it's going to be, you know, the mother of his child. You know, that you can only take so much of that as a as a young man. You can only be, and that's going to be a really big distraction as far as I'm concerned. This, this is, and that's just my opinion, ladies and gentlemen. This is my opinion. And then he has to start, um, start concentrating, like Britt said, on the nutritional aspect where he has to get his weight where he's, he's he needs it to be. I know that's been a major focus for, you know, for the Pelican organization. And it seems like he's just not getting it from that aspect. And I just think he's just relying on his God-given ability and he doesn't want to work upon that. And I, and I think that's what's going to ultimately be his demise because that's what's going to ultimately pay pay the mortgage, pay the rent, pay the child support payments. I mean, it's ultimately going to be that. I mean, it's ultimately you, it's going to be your basketball. It's going be your your income that's what your income is you have to rely on that man um so with that being said man he has to get it right will he get it right i don't know he's still young and i just hope he's not one of those guys that we constantly talk about you know they were they were huge in college number one overall pick or you know a high draft pick and they just you know they just shoot it away for whatever reason no pun intended to shoot when he was at duke 
he just shoot it away. But um, uh, I hope he can get it right, man. I, I, but it doesn't look right. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. It's it like won't. he's just finding another distraction after another distraction. So if guess. you're running that organization, though, are you keeping I'm him out, or are you I'm moving out, him? Out, I'm moving him. I'm moving him, Jay. Okay. Because of the fact that the matter is perception is reality. We we know that, you know. And if you look at him and you see what he's doing, and then like Britt alluded to, is that they're frustrated with, you know, his antics, the basketball antics, or lack thereof, or whatever he's doing or not doing. I'm I, I'm saying, okay, enough of this investment. Let's get him, let's get something while he still has some type of value because the longer you wait, the more that value goes down. So yeah, to answer your question. I'm, I'm I'm letting him go. I'm getting not letting him go, but I'm trading him. Yeah, I mean he's only played I think 33 percent of the games since he's been in the league. Britt, you alluded yeah, to your injuries are a problem. His weight is, he's never really gotten that under control. Mm-hmm. Now we're seeing off the court stuff, and then also I've always said like to me Zion is a guy. I think he likes being in the NBA. But I don't know that he really loves basketball, and I don't know if he's really willing to put into work to be a great player. Like you said, Britt, right. right now he's relying solely on talent, and he's got a ton of it. But it, it's going to take more than that, and I, I'm just not sure if he's going to ever develop the work <clears throat> to reach his full potential. I would move him as well. Um, and just see what I could get for it because I I really think if we if we fast forward this thing down the road three four years I think we're going to be talking about this guy as as a disappointment more so than somebody who's like the face of the league or something like that so I would move him as well um, all right looks like we lost K Walk again Britt but <laughs> we'll just we'll just keep on rolling I'm sure K Walk's going to be back I, you, I think he's going to come back in right now okay, there he is there we go there we go. Oh, good timing because I wanted to say to K-Walk, <clears throat> no, I do not want my Sixers to trade for Zion Williamson. He does not <laughs> next to Joel Embiid. It is not a good fit unless Joel asks for a trade, and he just might. I don't know. I don't. He might not. He, they're not going to trade him this year. Uh, we'll see what happens after this year. Um, and maybe the Heat is a good destination for him. Never know. Pair him back up with Jimmy Butler. I have no idea. But so many nice no, restaurants no, down there. No. I do. I do. No, I'm talking about Joel. Joel, not, not Zion. Oh, Joel. I thought you said that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. No, no. no, I'm saying only if Joel leaves because he just does not go well with Joel and B. He doesn't fit. I don't want Zion. I'd rather keep Joel, but we'll see what happens in the future. Joel to the heat? <laughs> Did you lose to that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just came back in, so I caught the tail end of it. What did I, I no, miss something? If he wants to leave, that might be an option where he may want to go because of his best friend is in Jimmy Butler. Don't don't tickle my fancy. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, I'm, playing. I'm playing with you, but you don't. Hey, you never know what can happen in the future. Right? Yeah, you never know. Way, I will say this, this, though, Britt. I, the way I the Sixers Philly... organization. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Britt. I was going to say the way the Sixers organization has been run for the last 20 years. We don't know what will happen. So. Yeah, you never know. I will say, though, I think that that the Philly fans and media would eat Zion alive. Like, if he was out of shape, if he was missing a ton of games, yeah. like they would eat him alive. He don't, he don't need to even 
come anywhere near the Phillies. Beat him alive. Beat him at his own game. Beat him alive. That's right. Beat him at his own game. That's wrong. Cell phone at him. Would a Philly fan throw a cell phone at him? I don't know cell phone. Oh, don't throw a cheese stick. You'll never see that, brother. <laughs> nah, that's, <laughs> 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 yeah, right that's a reward. Life. That's a reward. Right? <laughs> Yeah, we're hoping for the best, brother. We hope for the best. You're a talented guy. You're a talented guy. We're just messing. All right. Let's <laughs> let's talk about Draymond Green because we know he he's opting out. He's he's gonna opt out at 27 million. Mm-hmm. Is he I know K Wong, you talked about a little bit last night. You think he's maybe just trying to get a little bit more money, but you think he's gonna stay in Golden State. Uh, what do you think, K-Walk? Is there a chance he might leave? Give me your thoughts on Draymond. A small chance, Jay, a, a slight chance. I think he really wants that extension. I think he wants the years more than he wants the money, man. I think I really think that's what it's about with him. I think he wants to retire as a, uh, a Golden State Warrior. I know we people made joke. I made a joke about it at the end of the road and all that good stuff. But um, <laughs> I think I think ultimately he wants to be a warrior, and I think you have to. He opted out, and and he's starting to say, you know, it's time. You know, just basically just trying to um, gain leverage on 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 management there. And I think they're ultimately, and they came out and said that you know they'll they want Draymond back, and I think they'll give it to him at the right price. I said four years, one hundred and twenty million. I know that sounds a lot, I like a lot, ladies and gentlemen, for an NBA basketball player, but that's what the market dictates now, uh, for especially for a Draymond Green. So four years, $120 million, I think he'll take that. I think the Warriors will be comfortable with that as well, but I don't see him going anywhere else. I mean, he may visit a couple of teams just, again, just to gain that leverage, leverage, excuse me, but I don't see him going anywhere, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. Like four years, 120 feels like a lot, especially because – like when you look at Draymond, I think next year and maybe the year after he's still mm-hmm. like year three and four, like three years from now, how, how effective is Draymond Green going to be? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he keeps himself in great shape, so I guess you never know. But Britt, it feels like they might have to make a choice between Clay and Draymond, especially if the money starts creeping up. They might not be able to sign both of those guys. Mm-hmm. The Warriors are notorious for not really wanting to pay that luxury tax, so that could be an interesting decision as well. But Britt, what do you think about Draymond? Um, I don't think he's going anywhere. I really don't. Like the Warriors is his home, you know, his that's his team. I don't think he's going anywhere. You know, like, you know, maybe it's the years that he wants. Uh, he's 33 years old. I'm not exactly sure when he plans on retiring. Um, it's coming soon. Of course, he's not the same player he once was. Or maybe he said, you know what? I don't know if Draymond is this type of guy, but you just never know for them to try to hopefully keep this, you know, dynasty going a little bit longer as much as possible. Maybe he said, you know what, I'll decline my option. Maybe take more years at less money per year and get somebody else in here that could potentially help this team to win another championship. So yeah. that's another option as well. Sure. I can actually see him doing that. Um, so that way they can keep a clay thompson and they could keep the guys that they that they need um and then hopefully get another ring 
Yeah, that, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. The one thing that made me a little nervous about them is I, I heard somebody say today that they're all in on Jordan Poole. Like, they're they're definitely keeping him, which I, I was shocked to hear that. I wouldn't mind seeing him uh, exit out the door. But speaking of that dynasty, Britt, is it over? Is is it over? Like, is the Warriors run over? Do they can they win another championship, or or is that phase of the Golden State Warriors now behind us? I think they can. To be honest with you, I, I do. I, I think they can. Um, I think it depends on health. Um, I just think, like K Walk alluded to in the past, they're just a weld oil machine, um, and I think. I'm curious to know what could have happened if they would have played the Nuggets. <clears throat> I think that's a little bit of a different matchup. Um, it would have been tougher, in my opinion, a little bit as defensively for the Nuggets, potentially, potentially, because you had to somehow <clears throat> stop the scoring of a Steph Curry. You had to stop the scoring of, well, when he's consistent, of a Klay Thompson. Right. Well, I to say when he shows up. You know, Andrew Wiggins is is a much better three or four option than he is a one or two option. Jordan Poole, when he wants to play like he's supposed to and play like a good basketball player, can shoot the ball fairly well. And Draymond has a tendency to get under the skin of the opposing superstar. So I'm really curious to see how that would be if they were to, you know, go head to head in a playoff um, series. So I think they can. I think they can get at least one more. One more. Okay. okay. I actually think it's over for them. I don't think they're going to win another one. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think with the emergence of Denver, I think the Lakers are going to be able to put a, a formidable squad back on the court again next year. Uh, Phoenix, if they can figure it out. I mean, I think all three of those teams right now would be teams that I would probably have ahead of Golden State. Uh, and then, of course, the Sacramento Kings are, are coming as well. I just don't know. I think the competition in the West is going to just be so good over the next few years that I don't know that they're going to be able to pull it off, especially, Britt, kind of as like you said, with Clay, He's not the same Clay that he was when they were winning championships. So if he can't get back to that level – I'm not sure they can get over the hump. But, K-Walk, what do you think, man? Yeah, you stole everything I was going to say, Jay. But, yeah, just to add on to it, um, to, you know, speak of Clay, I think Clay disappeared, man. And I think that's the Clay we're going to see going forward. I don't know what it was. I don't know if he was injured. I don't know if it was a mental thing or, or what have you. But we saw him in game one, nowhere to be found. Game two, outstanding. And then the remaining games, just, you know, the same as game one. So, um. I think they're done, man, because everything you mentioned, Jay, you mentioned all the teams that are in the West, Denver, obviously, Phoenix is getting better. I mean, we know the Lakers are going to get better. How long LeBron's going to play, we don't know. You mentioned the Kings. Uh, Let's go Minnesota in there. Minnesota's uh, an upcoming team, too. They're a couple pieces away. And if if John Moran can get his head right, man, they're another team, you know, if they can keep that thing together. So, yeah, I I think it's over. I don't see them winning another championship because – of all of those teams that we mentioned and and their play and they're falling off and they're you know getting a little long in the tooth if you will, uh, so yeah I don't see them winning another I think it's over. Thanks. Yeah, it's I, gonna I be just, interesting. I don't I don't know guys I just think they're gonna make some sort of move this off season that's gonna be like what the heck we're gonna sit here and like how did they do this or how did they pull this off and I just had this feeling I'm hoping they don't um, 
I would really like for the Eastern Conference to start getting their championships in. <laughs> I'm tired of Western Conference winning <laughs> year after year. Um, I just I don't know, but I just feel like they're gonna pull something crazy off, and that Draymond declining that option could potentially um, be the start of that possibly. But can I say one thing? K Walk said Minnesota, and it made me think Carl Anthony Towns saying he changed the game. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man. I, I, don't, I don't know. They must have been. I don't know what they were doing before, during, or after the show, but he can't possibly believe that, can he? I mean, can he really believe that we're going to be saying that Carl Anthony Towns changed the game? Yeah. I mean, it's still competitive. Because of that attitude, I don't think Minnesota's going anywhere. I'm sorry. I love Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is my guy. I love him to the court. I just don't. I don't see it. Yeah. Uh, 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 Gobert. I, that was a big mistake in my opinion. They don't. That doesn't go well. Him and Carl Anthony Towns just doesn't go well. But okay. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's let's talk about another guy that might be taking his talents to South Beach if they can get it figured out. K Walk. Dame Lillard. You think your Heat got a chance? Where where might he end up? Or or will he just end up staying in Portland? I mean, people have been talking about him leaving for the last few years. It's never really worked out. Is this the year he leaves? And if so, where do you think he ends up? Yeah, Jay, I think it's going to be a wait-and-see thing. And I think we're going to have to wait and see what they do Thursday night, meaning the Portland Trailblazers with that third pick. I think because um, Dame, Dame has come out and said he doesn't want to be a part of a, um, a a young team, a rebuilding team, if you will, if they do trade for, I mean, if they do draft, I think um, I think it's Scoot. I think Scoot that's Henderson. who they, yeah. Scoot Henderson. I know we'll talk about him in a moment, but um, if they draft him, he said he doesn't want to be a part of that, so he's going to ask out. He wants to be a part of a veteran team, and that's what he's come out and and, and say. So I think what's going to let's wait and see what they do Thursday night. Um, to be sure, be honest with you. Um, I think he's going to be going. I'm not going to say he's going to go to Miami, but I think he's going to want out of there, and I think he'll be going, uh, to be honest with you, because I don't think Portland and Dame are on the same page right now. And if, if Dame is contemplating or think about thinking about leaving, then that you know that only forces Portland's hand to go after you know a young a young talent like Scoot uh, for sure, because they have to get something back for him mm-hmm. uh, for sure. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they could bring any pieces in. That's going to make them an immediate contender or, you know, a, a contender right away, uh, to be honest with you. So I think it's going to let's see what they do Thursday night with that third pick. And I think that's going to be an inkling of what we're going to uh, we're going to know for sure whether Dame will be there or not. Britt, what's your gut feeling on Dame? You think he'll be there? I do. I don't know why I do. Like, I think we keep saying this every year. Like, oh, he's going to leave. I think we're going to get traded, and he just never gets traded. So maybe this is the year they finally trade him. For some reason, I just think he loves the city of Portland. He he loves Portland. He loves being out there. Um, I don't think – I know a lot of people – I mean, partly that the money and the contract was part of the reason why he wanted to stay because if he got traded prior – he probably wouldn't have never got that Supermax deal. Um, and same thing with Bradley Bill. So financially smart decision. Um, but I, I, I just think he wants to stay there. He loves the people there. He loves everything about Portland. So I think his first option is to stay in Portland. But just same thing with K-Walk said. He's come out and said he does not want them to choose a player at number three. He preferred for them to trade that number yeah. three pick 
for a star. Will it be Miami? We don't know. That's one of the teams that he said he's willing to go to. Another team was Brooklyn. So there's several other teams outside of those teams that he did say he is willing to go to. We just don't know which team it will be. Um, but I think, like K-Walk said, it depends on what they do on Thursday uh, with the draft. And then after that, he may ask, ask out or stay. Yeah, it's tough because if you're going to make a move for Dame, it's always like, okay, but what do we have to give up? And we right, saw right. even last year, like the crazy things people had to give up for like Rudy Gobert and Donovan uh, Mitchell, right? <laughs> and then even obviously a ton was given up for KD. So it's always tough. Like we're getting a great player, but are we dismantling the rest of our mm-hmm. roster? Uh, but K-Walk, just from like a fit standpoint, forget about the money, yeah, forget gosh. about what you might have to give up. Do you like his game to fit with Miami? Oh, absolutely. I think it's a perfect fit for, for those guys. It's exactly what they need. Um, a guy who can create his own shot. Uh, not a not a, uh, an overly ball-dominant guy, but a guy I think that he can get his shot when he needs to get his shot. Um, and, you know, I think it'll fit well with Eric Spoelstra's offense, what they like to do. Very unselfish group, man. And, you know, Jimmy Jimmy Butler is that guy. He's, he's looking to get all the guys involved, and he's kind of the closer. Dame can be a closer as well. He could be a setup guy. I'm using my basketball, I mean, my baseball terms here. You know, Dame could be the setup guy um, one night, and then uh, Jimmy can close it out, or vice versa. But I think it's a perfect fit. I think it's exactly what the Miami Heat needs, um, along with a big man as well. But as far as another score, that's exactly what they need, and I think it's an excellent fit as well. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah think, I, I do I think, think his game fits. Go ahead, Britt. I think Dame's game fits with a lot of teams. Um, yeah. I agree. Miami. Mm-hmm. Stop I was to say. I, Stop yeah, but he fits he fits with the what what right you gonna say? <laughs> no, I said just stop right there. Don't name any more teams. That's what I hear Miami. That's it. <laughs> I was gonna say Brooklyn. I wish he would come to Philadelphia, but they so hard doing freaking hard and then we ain't got no dag on asses anyway, so we're out regardless. Um but yeah, his game fits with a lot of with yeah, a lot does. what a lot of teams is looking to do. And like K-Walk said, he does not hold on to the ball for all game long. He passes it. <laughs> and he's a clutch shooter. So <laughs> that shot fired locate. Okay, maybe. Yeah, I'm about to say. Uh, uh, K-Walk, you alluded to it a little bit bit ago, the draft this Thursday. Let's talk about Victor Wimbignana. He's He's obviously going to be the first pick. I don't think there's been a player that has come into the league maybe since LeBron that, like, the level of hype has been this high, the level of expectation. I heard somebody say, and this is a crazy thing to say, but they said that, like, his floor is Kareem. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, this guy's floor is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like, that's how good people think this kid's going to be. I think those are pretty lofty expectations. Yeah. But uh, Rick, what do you think? What do you expect up from Victor? Do you think he's going to be an NBA superstar? What are your concerns? What, what do you think about his game? Well, my concern was that seven-point game he had not that long ago. And I know that's probably not normally his game, but that was due to physicality and size. And we know the NBA is all about physicality and size. So that is the one thing that could potentially hinder him. I think he has a lot of other things. I think he needs to shore up his handle a little bit because if you're going to play on that perimeter, you got to tighten up your handles. But he can shoot the ball. He's long. 
Um, so he his length is going to be a problem, absolutely, on the defensive <clears throat> side of the ball. Um, rebounding should be no problem with him. I think the biggest factor with him is his size. He's a small frame guy, and we see with small frame guys, they have issues a lot of times in the playoffs. You know, Kevin Durant just had an issue recently when all the focus is on Kevin Durant. When he's with a, a, a Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and they're killing the world, you can't double or really put all your eyes on him. It's, it's tougher. But when you could be more physical with somebody that size, it causes a lot of problems. But again, this kid's like seven foot Five, I think five or seven five. Yeah, and as long as I don't know what, <laughs> what is his wingspan? Span fifteen feet. feet? I don't know. Eight feet. Like, it's eight, feet. Eight, feet. Eight, feet. eight feet. It's it's stupid. So, but the question is, will would a physicality be a problem? So that that's going to be um, something that he's going to have to answer. But I think he could be a big time star. I really do, and I think. He's going to go to the perfect team with Greg Pop and the Spurs. I really do. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I agree, Brett. I think defensively, we'll see that impact almost right away. I think he's mm-hmm. going to block a lot of shots, alter a lot of shots, really be a problem with people around the rim. But K Walk, what say you? Yeah. I mean, I, I agree to an extent. I don't think that the physicality is going to be a, a problem because of we mentioned the eight foot wingspan that he has. So I think if he gets someone gets them down low, like a Jogic can get him down low I, and, and, you know, really get him inside the basket, underneath the basket, I think he's still in good play because of that, that wingspan, because of the eight-foot wingspan. And it's going to be hard to shoot over him no matter where you're shooting from, you know, on the court. Yeah, you could push him around probably. You know, it's going to be hard maybe for him to come off the pitch. You're going to really have to, to bump him on, you know, you know on, on picks and then pick and rolls and things of that nature or screens. Uh, coming off screens, but just one on one, I don't see that being a problem because I think he, on the offensive side, I mean on the defensive side of the ball, I think he, like you mentioned, Jay, he can block shots, he can alter shots as well, and I think on the offensive side, uh, if he can't get anyone down low or box them down, then he can just shoot right over them. So um, the Kareem comparison, I don't see that. I don't. I don't it's a totally different ball game. Totally different game. I, I don't. Who said that or you know what it's they crazy, based that man. based that off? Yeah, based that off of, but um. If you would have said Joker, you know, maybe I could see that, but not Kareem. Um, too far, too Joker? far. Joker, yeah, I could see the Joker being, you know, because because of the, their games are kind of similar, you know, where they they both yeah, are they handle the ball, perimeter, yeah, and they can they can get well, he can get down low a little uh, easier than when when Bae. but um, yeah, I think he I mean, he can stay healthy, and we've seen with all of these guys that we mentioned, the Zion's, and you know, and, and even the Chet um, as well, and. And, uh, and some of these guys that have been recently drafted high, they can't stay healthy. So if he can stay healthy, and he doesn't have any problems or any uh, history that I've seen that he had and he's had injuries. But like you guys mentioned, it is the NBA, and you're going to have to come and play, man, um, for sure, um, mentally, physically uh, as well. But if he can stay healthy, I think he's going to be a – I think he could be a superstar. I'm not comparing – I'm not going to uh, label him a, um, an all-time great all-time great just yet, but I think you can really, you know, get to an all-star game and, and, and be uh, a valuable commodity to obviously to the San Antonio Spurs. And also um, he could be a superstar in this game. 
Yeah, I, I was. That was my next question. Like five years from now, is this guy a superstar in the league? The one thing I I always worry about bodies like his. I mean, he's yeah. very slight of build. Those knees, the ankles, <laughs> you know, the feet. I just always yeah. worry about guys who are built like him. But to your point, K Walk. So far, he seems like he's avoided all that. But Britt, right. if we were going to fast forward five years, is he a superstar in the NBA five years from now? Um, I think he has the potential, and actually, he's listed at seven two. He's seven not, two, really? Maybe because he's so slender. Um, maybe he has that slimmer frame. He looks taller, but it says he's about he's seven two, about two oh nine. So, um. That, that puts him a little bit because I was thinking what K Walk was saying. I was saying, like, yeah, you know, seven, five, eight, yeah, that, that might be a little different. When you drop it down three inches, it might change yeah. things a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> might be a little different. It might have a little bit more competition. But no, I still think his size is a concern to me because he's a small frame guy. You know, you bumping down low. Um, if he bumps down low, because like we say, he's more of a perimeter guy. So like he said, that probably should help him a little bit more. But when you go down low and you got to go against the more physical guys, the Joe Ellen Beads and the, anybody else was, oh, Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Rudy Gobert, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, it's not too many big physical guys in the center, in the, uh, in the, in the middle anymore, but it might cause some issues similar to Chet Holmgren. And Chet didn't even play in the season. He hurt himself nope, in the offseason. Yeah. <laughs> so he hurt himself in the, right. the offseason. But he has the potential. He, he looks like he had again, he has to tighten up on certain things, but he has the potential. Um, as long as he's focused, you know, he has that international or that European type of game. So mm -hmm. that always translates very well nowadays. Um, it, it just depends to me on the physicality and the injury issue. Same thing with K-Walk. So he has the potential to be a superstar. All right. So we know he's going to be the first pick. They're talking about Brandon Miller or possibly Scoot Henderson as the second pick. It, it looks like right now that maybe it's going to be Brandon Miller, K-Walk. But if you were drafting, which one of these guys do you go with or are you going in a different direction? You know what? I, I like both of these guys a lot, man. Uh, Brandon Miller, he's uh, proven to me that he is really mentally tough, man. He's mentally tough, not just physically, but what he went through in this past uh, this past uh, tournament, dealing with everything with the gun situation and the accident and things of that nature. And when he came out, I think he put up 41 in, in a game at one point, right after that he uh, got finished being investigated for all that. That just showed mental toughness to me, and he's able to block that stuff out and able just to focus on his craft. So that was very impressive to me. But when you look at Scoot Henderson, man, and he's got that, he's got the experience and he's got that game, man, where he can create his own shot. And I mean, really create his own shot. I mean, he's really a scorer and a defender as well. Very high energetic guy. Can get to the basket, can hit it from beyond the arc as well. This is a toss up. It all depends on, you know, really where you want to go um, in this situation. Do you want to go young? Do you want to go experience here? Uh, who has the second pick in the uh, Charlotte, the right? Charlotte Mike just gave that up. Uh, so and then um, and they then Scoot's going to Port. Yeah, and Scoot's going to Portland. Like, um, well, he, he may go to Portland. Um, 
Yeah, Jay. I mean, if, if it's my team, if I'm picking, if I'm if I'm have that number two pick, I, I'm I think I may lean towards Scoot a little bit, man. I think I may lean towards him because if he he is explosive and he has that experience, and I think you're going to need that on that um uh, on that uh, that Charlotte Hornets team. And like you mentioned, they have Alonzo Ball there as well. They need someone who can be alongside him and playmaking. And Scoot has that ability, so. I would go Scoot um, second pick. Yeah, there's a part of me that likes Scoot Henderson more, but listening to some of the so-called experts, they were saying that they felt like Brandon Miller's game was more NBA-ready. I I don't know exactly how they got to that conclusion. Maybe it is. I know he's a better, more consistent shooter than Scoot as well. But, Britt, which one of these guys do you like at number two? Um, This one one is tougher because they compare Brandon Miller – between a Paul George and a Kevin Durant. I mean, if that comes out to be true, if, because we don't know, uh, you can't go wrong with that whatsoever. Um, I mean, how how tall is he? Six, eight, six? How how tall is Brandon? He's six, seven. I think he's six, seven. Six, seven. Six, seven. So probably about 200, 205, somewhere in that range, um, because I think he's on the smaller side. It's so hard. To, to yeah, I said the same thing, K Walk. Don't worry. <laughs> I was like, huh? Um, I said the same thing. You know, you know, Brandon Miller, as we know, can score lights out. He, like the six nine. Say, they have him listed as six, six nine. nine. Six yeah. Nine. Okay. Six nine. So he has them length, right? Um, he can shoot over guys. Defensively is all about effort. You know, in college everybody plays defense until they get to college for the most part. And then I'm sorry, until they get to the pros and it seems like nobody wants to play defense. So it's all about effort. If he could somehow transform his way into a two-way player, then I would want to go with Brandon Miller. But it's something about this Scoot Henderson guy. I just think he got the right attitude. He's all in. He seems very focused. Um, I love his game. So prior to all of that, I probably would go with Scoot Henderson. I'm going to be honest. I think I would go with Scoot Henderson. I just like his personality and everything. And, you know, in college – when we were watching the college game, I said Brandon Miller is nice. That's the first thing I said. Brandon yeah. Miller is a player. He's a baller, and he's going to do well in the, in the pros. But Scoot Henderson has my attention for some reason. He is grabbing my yeah. attention. Yeah, Britt, to your point, there's just something about Scoot Henderson. Like, he's just got – I don't know if it's the charisma, the it factor, but there's just something about him that makes mm-hmm. me say, man, that, that guy is going to be a good player. But – I don't know. I think all the points that you said about Brandon Miller kind of convinced me that I think pairing Lonzo with, with Brandon Miller, because maybe Scoot and Lonzo do some of the same type of things. So maybe you're getting right. something a little bit different with Brandon Miller. It's going to be interesting to see how that thing plays out, though. Thursday night, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. But that's going to be interesting to see what happens at number two. Um, all right. Good stuff, guys. Okay, Walk, man, let's let's jump over to you for uh, one ticket. I think I ran through everything I needed to get to. So let's jump right. over to K-Walk's one ticket. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't seen it, K-Walk's going to give us four or five different venues and we got one ticket. And we'll figure out which one we're going to go to. It's K-Walk's one ticket. All right, guys. As always, I got four events for you. One ticket. This is NBA's final theme, and no, I do not. I, I do not have any Michael Jordan or Chicago Bulls in this one <laughs> ticket. I, I seem to always have that, so I, I stayed away from that intentionally this week, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. So, but these are, um, and it's a ticket for the, the entire finals, not just one game, the entire finals. So these are all games. Uh, these all finals went to Game Seven. First one we got. 
the, the Cavs um, beat the Warriors four games to three. They, um, they remember they were down uh, three games to one, came back and won that. LeBron's first championship without the big three, if you will. 2010, the Lakers beat Celtics in, in, in seven games. Number three, 2013, the Heat beat the Spurs in, in, in seven games. Remember that big shot that Ray Allen hit? Ray Allen. Yeah. That's it's a fourth game seven. Remember that one? And then I went back a little bit. Britt, you were born, but you were still, you know, still wet behind the ears. But uh, 1994, <laughs> the Houston Rockets beat the, uh, the New York Knicks in seven. Akeem Olajuwon versus Patrick Ewing. Got one ticket. Um which one are you using that for? I'm a, uh, we'll go with you, Jay. You, you rose up a little bit, so it looked like you're ready to go. So I'll, I'll I, I think I am ready here, K-Walk. Like, the Cavs-Warriors, the Cavs won it. I was rooting for the Warriors, so I, I don't want to go there. <laughs> the Celtics beat my Lakers when I was rooting for Kobe, so I don't want to go to that. <laughs> the Heat, the Spurs, I was pulling for the Spurs. No reason, just was rooting against LeBron. So they lost. I don't want to go there. So by default, I'm going to see the dream, man. I'm going to see how King right. the Dream uh, and the Houston Rockets beat up on the uh, the New York Knicks. So give me give me the Rockets in this one. All right, great. What say you? One second. So I was born. I was what about you said ninety four was that? So I was about four 94. years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you still wet behind the ear. <laughs> <laughs> um, so by default, um, I'm going to go with Rockets. So the dream okay. was Patrick Ewing was a part of that, right? That was Patrick Ewing. Yes, he was. It was a Hakeem so I'm gonna go with Patrick. The, I'm going to go with the dream versus Patrick Ewing. I seen the other three already. I didn't see him in person, but I seen the other three. I just think that matchup would have been iconic, and I've never really watched that particular series. And I watch a lot of old documentaries and a lot of old games, but I haven't really watched that one. I would love to have gone to see that one and see the New York Knickerbockers lose. I'm going to go with the Heat and the Spurs. I wish I could have been in every single one of those games, man, especially that shot that uh, that Ray That's Allen crazy. hit you know, off of that uh, rebound from Chris Bosh. Um, supposed to drew it up for LeBron. LeBron missed it. Bosh bailed him out. And, uh, yeah, and they had, I remember they had the, uh, the tape and everything, the celebration around the, uh, the court, and Ray Allen told him to get that you know what, out of here. So, um, yeah, I, I would have took the heat over the Spurs, in, in my opinion. Yeah, that was an incredible shot, incredible moment. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. just crazy. I, I remember exactly where I was sitting watching that yeah. game, man. I was like, I can't believe that Joker hit that shot, man. But, yeah, that was definitely <laughs> a good one. If I was if I was rooting for the heat, that's definitely would have been the one I would have chose. But <laughs> because I was rooting against LeBron, man, I can't I can't do it. So, I can't. so that, was, that was the last season I rooted for LeBron, too. Sorry. But. <laughs> so this, this goes to show everybody who's watching this and listening to us, any team that Jay roots for, root for the opposite team. Okay, because everything he root for, they lose. So root for the opposite team. You know what? That ain't that ain't that ain't bad advice. I've been on a bit of a losing streak, so that ain't bad advice. I got a quick all. question for you guys. I got a quick question because I keep hearing how great this Nuggets team is and how dominant they were, and this, that, and all the third, and one of the best teams of you know in the last I don't know decade, twenty years, or whatever. Do you guys rank this this Nuggets championship team in the top 
five or ten of all time? No, I'm not. I'm not all time. Not all time. Um, you know. Yeah, I don't even. I mean, I wouldn't even put them like against like Steph and KD's Warriors. Like, I don't think they beat that team. Even even some of the teams recently. Like, I don't. I don't think they really. Do they beat the Heat, LeBron's Heat? Probably not. Um, so no, not all time. I, I think they 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 good legit championship. They won it at the right time. They're gonna have to string a couple more together for me yeah. before I start talking about all time. Yeah, I just I just wanted to to ask that question because I keep hearing it. And I'm just like, am I going crazy? I might be going crazy. I don't know, but nah, maybe I'm wrong. Where you got him? You what do you think? No, I don't have him. I'm I'm right along with you, Jay. I mean, I know it was an impressive record that they had and and what they did, you know, to to go through the uh, the playoff run. But when you look at some of these teams, especially Miami, as much as I'm a Miami Heat fan, they were just overmatched, and Miami just did a great job of getting through the East, and they were just too much for them. But had I'm curious to know, had they played another team that can you know provide more firepower, you know what the outcome would have been, um, or size, like yeah, you know, or size, you know, like um, like Boston. I think Boston might yeah. have been a a, yeah. a a good matchup for them. To be honest with you, as much as I love Miami and the Heat beating him but i think i think they would have gave him some serious problems yeah and a lot of people forget they were tied two to two against phoenix <laughs> i mean against a phoenix team that was still trying to figure it out really didn't play any defense you right. know so look they want it great but yeah I, mm-hmm. I don't have them anywhere near any of the like some of the best teams ever Not yeah I, I rank them with the bucks team that won a few years ago Put it yeah, I, I think that's kind of like a fair, <laughs> a fair place to kind of have them for sure. Um, all right, y'all, let's go to our rants. Uh, one minute, say whatever's on your mind, get anything on your chest, off your chest. Oh, we got two K walks on here now. We don't need that. We don't need that. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah we, don't, we don't need two K because it was it was uh, it was spinning on me. And I lost y'all, then I looked over my TV and my TV was frozen. So I know I lost connection. I gotta call my cable company. So I'm, <laughs> well, uh, I'm like, am I going crazy here? I'm seeing so, double. I don't want. We don't, we don't need that. Okay, we don't need that. I love you. I yeah. can't handle two of you, though. That's what I'm saying. My father said the same thing. We don't need two of you running around. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I think I'm going to go first, guys. I don't really have a rant. I guess it's more of like a, a, a PSA. I think that's what K-Walk called it before, a public service announcement. Well, I was looking at some of the uh, NFL rule changes coming up. Have you guys seen this one? I'm going to just read it to you. It says this rule will penalize teams handing the football forward on read option. For example, or any other running play, a penalty handoffs will have to be made next to or behind the quarterback. So all the read option stuff in front of the quarterback, all the handoffs in front of the quarterback are now going to be penalized has to be next to or behind to hand the football off. So you think wow. about all those read option teams, oh, all those teams that love Eagles, to do that mesh. I'm pointing at Britt. I'm pointing at Britt. Baltimore. Yeah. Even KC does it a little bit as well. Yeah. Like all those teams are going to have to figure something out. A lot of teams that do the read option. Uh, quick question. What year is that supposed to be implemented? Is that this coming season? It's coming or? for this year, 2023. It's coming oh, for this fun. year. Oh. 
I didn't see the point in that, but okay. Yeah, when I first heard it, I couldn't believe it. I thought I saw it on TikTok and I thought this can't be true. So I actually I went and looked it up. It's true. That's the counter of of keeping the 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 tush push or whatever you want to call it. (laughs) (laughs) Next, I was going there next. Like, did they keep that rule? Did they ever change that rule? Yeah, there's nothing in there about that. They they're bringing the number. There's some rule. They're bringing the number zero back. Uh, there's some yes, stuff with officials can replay any okay. short yardage plays. The officials are allowed okay. to replay that stuff. And then the crazy one, oh, there's one about launching. Like players can't leave their feet, which was kind of already a rule. Yeah, 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 and they exactly. tweet that. But this one about forward handoffs, like I think that's gonna wow. that's gonna impact a lot of football teams, man. A lot well, of football teams. I guess teams. I'm not yeah. I'm not too concerned because the Eagles were already talking about getting away doing so much of that uh read option um and having Jalen take that next step so and that's why yeah. I went and got some of the running backs they got so but we'll see what happens uh, I'm, not I'm not concerned about it well, you know very interesting. what's the penalty for that, seems though, well that let me see if they have the penalty in here. uh they don't have they don't have what it's going to be I'm assuming maybe it's just going to be a five-yard penalty. I mean, I, I can't imagine that they're going to make it a 10- or 15-yard penalty. I'm assuming yeah. it'll just be a five-yard penalty. But think about all the teams that that hand the ball yeah. off with the running back in front mm-hmm. of the quarterback. They're all going to have to change that and get wow. next to or or beside. So that's going to be interesting. Wow. Now, I, I saw somebody saying, like, the quarterbacks are going to have to turn sideways to try to make it next to. Because a yeah. lot of times they're facing the line of scrimmage, obviously, because they want to see what's going on. But right. it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very interesting. Very. Um, yeah, wow. I mean, okay, Walk, what I you think, got, man? Oh, go ahead, Britt. I was just going to say, I don't think it – if you're a good team, I don't think it it would be an adjustment. But I think the good teams will make the necessary adjustments. Yeah, so. they, they, they're not going to have a choice. They're going to have to. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. That's going to be interesting. What you got for us, Walk? I know you got, got something ready to go. Uh, this is a rant. We we're on a rant. I know I came in and came yeah. out. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's a rant. Okay. All right. Um, had two here, man. I had two good ones, but since it's that time of the year, I'll I'll save them. I'll save my one for uh, next week unless one of you guys grab it. But right here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is a, a banner here. Congratulations to all the the graduates here. Um, so what I want to do, I want to take this time to congratulate all of the graduates of 2023, especially my son Braylon. He graduates on Saturday from high school. Um, my youngest is, is in ice. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, um, so if you're graduating, if you're going, if you're graduating from preschool, you're going to kindergarten, kindergarten, elementary school, elementary to middle, so forth and so on. Congratulations to all of you, uh, postgraduates as well. Um, just a great time of the year. Um, I'm going to be excited. I'm going to get my tissue, got my tissues ready right here <laughs> for, for Saturday. I'm going to be yelling and then I'm, uh, do a lot of crying, man. But yeah, just, um, just, Congratulations to all the 2023 graduates. Yeah, that, that's a good one, K. Well, my daughter's graduating yeah. as well. So nice. Exciting Congratulations. Times. Congratulations. Um, you're going to be empty nest, right, K. Walk? That's your youngest, Almost. right? I'm, that's my youngest, man. Almost, man. Nice. Almost. That's good, right. man. That, that's real good. That's real good. Britt, you said earlier you didn't have a rant. Is that correct? I don't want to leave you out of this. Um, well, how about this? <clears throat> I will be happy in saying that I'm happy about this new NBA CBA. C- 
yeah, MBA, CBA, some other BAs in there, um, <laughs> that you are no longer allowed to have more than two max contracts, super max contracts on one team. I'm excited about that. I do not know when that goes in effect. I don't know if it's prior to this season or next season, but I know the sun snuck in Bradley Bill's deal um, prior to that new CBA going into effect. I'm excited about that. I think the NBA needed this because I got tired of these unnecessary super teams. It's just annoying. I think this allows even playing field throughout the league, and we will start seeing um, like the 90s kind of 90s or uh, early 2000s basketball because the Bulls kind of had the 90s, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, this might put us back to the big two instead of the yeah, big three. Right. You know, we'll go back which to the I, big two for sure, which will be good. I, I prefer think. to see that. Yeah. All right, good stuff. All right, guys, let's go to who's balling. Uh, we're gonna get out. We're gonna get off early tonight, guys. We um, had a great show, but we're going. We're going to get out a little bit early tonight. So uh, let's go to who's balling every week. We want to shout out a team, player, or coach, somebody who's just getting it done, playing great, doing great things. So, K Walk, man, who you got for us this week? Who's balling? Yeah, I kind of touched on it earlier in the show, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm gonna go with Brianna Stewart. Brianna Stewart from the New York Liberty. Um, on the, uh, what was it, uh, what game was that? What was that, Sunday? Sunday's game, I think it was. But and nonetheless, she had uh, 28 points, 14 rebounds, and seven assists in the win, 89-71 win against my former team, Phoenix uh, Mercury. Yeah. <laughs> the, the former team, Phoenix Mercury. Excuse me. But not only was she balling in that game, she's been balling all season, 23.9 points a game, 10.8 rebounds, and four assists as well. So uh, Brianna Stewart has been balling. Absolutely, man. I, I really think – I think she's the best player in the league. I Like, when her game is on, like, she's hard to stop, man. So she's definitely balling, no question. I'm going to stay in the WNBA for mine, but I'm going to go to my girl Chelsea Gray of the Vegas Aces. The other night, man, against Atlanta, she was absolutely on fire they could not stop her this girl can flat out play man she can score she's a great passer she's just a, a great leader of that team right now she's averaging 14 points and six assists on the season chelsea gray's been absolutely balling for my vegas aces uh brit who you got well k walk as you know you took my girl I just came up with a quick back uh, uh, backup real quick because I'm sitting here watching baseball as we're on this show. I don't know how I got into baseball, but the speed of the game sped up, so I'm getting more oh, in, love it. Uh, interested in love it, it again. But I had to go. I'm, I'm going to be a homer today. I had to go with the Phillies. Finally. Golly. Finally. Um, they've been balling <laughs> lately. They won six straight. Uh, I believe they won 11 of their last 13 or 13 of their last 14, something like that. They're finally moving back up in the standings, almost in that wild card, that second wild card position. Granted, it's not till August, or I'm sorry, September, that we really have to worry about it. But they are going on a big time win streak, been playing much better baseball. Everybody's healthy, and the Phillies have been. Balling. <laughs> 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 good stuff there, Britt. Good stuff. All right, y'all. That was fun. Good stuff. Got the draft coming up this week, so that'll be something yeah. to look forward to. But Brittany Monique, for the people that want to find you on social media, tell them where they can find you and if there's anything you're looking forward to this week. 
Well, Jay just said my 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 name, but uh, you can find me on Twitter. What else can you find me? Oh goodness, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Brittany Monique. Like Jay says at the bottom of the screen. I'm looking forward to, like I said, I've been into basketball. I'm hoping WNBA, I could catch a game on WNBA on TV. Um, I may have to look the pass before the end of the season. Um, and then the NBA draft, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you, Britt. A lot of the WNBA stuff has been on CBS Sports Network and then ION, yeah. ION, it's been on that yeah. channel. Um, I, I wish they'd have it on ESPN a little bit more often, but – yeah, those games are definitely hard to find at times. Um, yeah, you guys can find me at Jason Talk Sports on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. K Walk, what about you, man? Yeah, uh, Twitter, Kevin Walker142, at Kevin Walker142, Instagram, Kevin.Walker142, Facebook, Kevin Walker. Um, check out my show tomorrow night with uh, Eric Scott, Sports Talk Walk and E. Scott. Never had to do this sports radio, 7 p.m. The link will be on my uh, on my social media pages. I'm looking forward to tomorrow night. Tomorrow night's my son's prom uh, with his girlfriend. So I'm um, looking forward to that. Nice. Uh, also, as I mentioned, he's graduating Saturday. So I'm looking forward to graduation on, on Saturday. Looking forward to the draft on uh, on Thursday um, as well. You've definitely dialed into some WNBA and baseball. Hopefully my Yankees can come back. Judge, where you at, brother? We need you, man. We need you back, brother, now uh, for sure. But um, looking forward to, uh, to a great, different weekend. Sure, ladies and gentlemen. Good stuff, get walk. You got a lot of good stuff going on, man, for sure. Um, all right, y'all. That was fun. We'll be back here next Tuesday at 7 p.m. live. We appreciate you guys listening. Go ahead and hit that like button, subscribe button, share it with your friends. Also, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And for Brittany Jones and Kevin Walker, I'm Jason Collins, and we'll see you guys next week. <clears throat> Your inside never had it so good sports radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports.